Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Today's episode is going to be an interesting compilation of interviews that I did while wandering around the 2015 South by Southwest Interactive Festival. But before we get started, I want to give another one of my 20 tips for solopreneurs. April 1st is going to mark six years that I've been working for myself. And being a solopreneur, it's very rewarding. It's a lot of fun. It's great. I'm in charge. But at the same time, you got to wear all the hats and sometimes there's a lot of pressure. And so you really have to know what you're getting into before you leave the world of corporate America and go hang out your own shingle as a speaker or a consultant or, you know, a trainer or a coach or any other type of solopreneur where you're pretty much going to work alone or maybe with, you know, a couple of maybe contractors or maybe your husband or your wife or maybe one employee, but where you're really out there and the buck is always stopping on your desk for everything. And today we're up to tip number 18, and that is if you can, before you start, try to have an entire year's income set aside in the bank. Now, I would love to tell you that that's what I did, and that was what I was striving for. I knew for a long time I wanted to be a professional master of ceremonies and a professional speaker, and I was working towards that. I was out speaking, sometimes even getting paid for it, and I was out uh, building a reputation and a brand, and I had started my blog, and I had written a couple of books, but I wasn't ready because I had to support a family. I wasn't ready to take that leap, and so I was putting money aside, and I was trying to build up a little bit more than $100,000 in the bank so that when the day came that I went solo, I would have at least a year if I didn't earn anything, but I was pretty confident I could earn something right off the bat, and therefore two or maybe two and a half, gosh, maybe three years that I would have a little bit of runway as I would earn some money, I would have money to supplement that so we could keep our lifestyle. Now, of course, what happened to me was April 1st, 2009, I got laid off, and I probably only had about $30,000 in the bank, which was not anywhere near a year's income. It wasn't enough to support my family that long, and so I ended up having to use credit cards and borrow money in order to keep us going for two years until my income level got back to the level that I was earning as a corporate marketing person. Had I had that $100,000, and even if I had spent through all of it, it would have been great because when my income started to go up, I wouldn't have had any debt. But what happened to me because I didn't have enough money in the bank is I blew through the money I had and probably sixty dollars or $70,000 more. Once my business got going, I had to spend the next couple of years paying off those debts. And so my recommendation is if you can – Plan to put away a big chunk of money so that your family has sort of a cushion, a soft landing as you go out and build your business so that you don't look up one day and say, I have more debt than I can ever pay off and I still haven't got my business going. That way you're going to have a couple of years to really give it the old college try. So that's my little tip. So for the rest of this episode, sit back and listen to the different entrepreneurs and just interesting people who I encountered at the South by Southwest Interactive Festival. I do apologize because sometimes I would be in the trade show, sometimes I would be in the hallways between sessions, and other times I was at rooftop parties with bands and a lot of people talking and having a great time. So in a couple of these interviews, the sound may not be great, but bear with it because the information is really, really good. 
Hey there, I'm Hayes Davis, uh, CEO of Union Metrics. We are a social media answers company. We help uh, brands and agencies understand what they're doing on social media, how to do it better. So you've been to South by Southwest before. What makes South by Southwest still relevant for a company like yours to be here with a number of your people? Sure. So, I mean, doing social media analytics, I mean, this place is crawling with PR and marketing agencies and, uh, and brands. So, I mean, for us, we just held an event earlier today and we're able to have a ton of customers and prospects there. So, really for us, it's still extremely relevant. The type of customer we're selling to is here. So, for me, it's... Uh, I love the serendipity. I love talking to people, but there's actually people that we can sell stuff to. So, that's, you know, it's a no-brainer. So, as an entrepreneur, you have to be an observer. So what are you observing at South by Southwest? What do you see that's cool? What do I see that's cool? Okay, so, you know, I think one of the things that's really been interesting to me because I've been doing this since 2008. So, and for some people, the really old timers, you know, that's not that big of a deal because I remember when I was here in 2008, there were already people telling me, oh, South by, oh, it's too corporate, too big, right? And so uh, what I've really seen is, you know, it used to be kind of about social media and about technology. And now, you know, it's really fundamentally going mainstream, right? And, and I don't say that in a bad way. It's mainstream in the sense of it's not social media, it's media. It's not technology. It's just how we live. And so that's one of the things that I think is really kind of fascinating now is that it's really just about that. This is a reflection of, of the future of how people interact. And it's what people are doing today. It's what people are going to be doing tomorrow. And there's really no kind of crazy separation anymore. So I think that's awesome. So I also, I've been coming since 2006. And you are right. It has changed a lot. Certainly, even before that, it had changed a lot. But in the last decade, it has changed a lot. How do you feel it's still totally relevant? And how do you feel it's going to look tomorrow or next year? Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I think this is this is media, right? And this is how we live now. And so I think that's... Uh, I think that's why it still is able to maintain relevance. I think where maybe it hasn't maintained as much relevance is I'm not sure if we're seeing the cutting edge or not. I'm not sure if, if, if we're seeing that here. I think I used to feel like maybe South by was the reflection of where we're going to be in two years. And I think maybe South by now is a reflection of where we are today. Um, and so, you know, I think uh, what I'll be interested to see is how it's able to kind of maintain um as it ref reflects where we are right now, how is it able to maintain kind of all of the new things that are happening and sort of show the way? And really, one of the things that I think is a challenge for South By is it's big, it's expensive, it's not as easy to be here. And I think that's, a, that's something that the people who are just starting out, um, they're early entrepreneurs, or maybe they're just you know off doing their own thing right now. Uh, those people need to be here, and I think a big challenge for South by is how do we get those people here and kind of in the mix? Because those are the ones who are going to build the new stuff. They're the ones who are going to decide what we're doing two years from now. So they need to be a part of this. So if someone decides, hey, I'm new, I'm building the new stuff, and in 2016 they're going to come to their first South by Southwest, what advice do you have for them? Uh, hydrate is that is that good advice? I don't. Uh, so no, I, I think um, it's really to don't try to necessarily get in the rat race of like fear of missing out. Like I need to be at this thing, I need to be at that thing. But uh, really, it's uh, pick your panels. Don't necessarily skip the panels. Go find things that are really relevant to you. Don't worry that there's a thousand things. Go find the ones that you think matter. Uh, go to the events that you think matter. 
go talk to people, go see what people are doing. It really is. There's there's a lot of serendipity. To be quite honest, I owe probably starting this company that I have now. I owe kind of where I feel like I am at this point to one of my first South by experiences, which is really kind of feeling part of this larger community. So I think as long as South by can continue to foster that community, I think the important thing is if it's your first South by is go out and experience that. Uh, make sure you're talking to new people. Make sure you're having these interactions. It's, it's incredibly important. Uh, and so, I mean, that's kind of trite, but I think that's the advice. It's really important. So the last few years, you've started this company and you've grown it successfully. What advice do you have for somebody who has an idea who wants to start a company? Uh, it's going to be really, really hard. Uh, and I think that's really important. We hear about all of these seemingly overnight success stories, and some of them really are almost overnight, but most of them are years of work and failure ahead of time. You know, And so you're going to get to a point where you're seeing some traction, you get an idea out there, whatever that is. It's going to be work. It's not going to be something that you can just kind of have an idea and boom, overnight, everything's great. So I think you got to be attached to an idea. You got to be passionate about your idea and you got to be ready to put the work in. It's not going to be fun every day. All right. Uh, we come to South by South by is fun. South by is not the other 360 days of the year. So keep that in mind. But, um, you know, I would, I, I can't ever see myself doing something else. This is what I want to do. And so as long as you're ready to put the, uh, put the hours in, put the work in, um, and be passionate about what you do, go for it. Hey, Hayes, thanks for being a guest on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thanks a lot. Hi, I'm Janice Person. I'm with Monsanto. I do consumer outreach, and uh, this is my second time at South by Southwest. So you're here. Why is Monsanto coming to South by Southwest? Yeah, so in the last couple of years, we've realized more consumers are interested in sort of our business and our role in food. And so we've been trying to open up this conversation. And at South by, part of my deal was, as I spoke about what to do when haters show up in your stream, we get a little bit of that at Monsanto. But really what we find is most people don't even know who we are. And they're kind of like going, well, what do you do? You sell seed to farmers? Tell me more about that. Because most people don't have that connection directly to farmers anymore. Now, you and I have run into each other just coincidentally at several conferences in different fields. And so do you find when you come to a conference where there's tens of thousands of people that you run into people you know, or is it more about meeting people you don't know? It's really a combination of those things. When you come to South By, there's a few people that you just go, God, I, I don't see them very many times a year, so can't wait to see them. But what I'm amazed by is how many new people I meet from all over the U.S. and from different backgrounds and stuff. I mean, I've talked to people in oil and gas, and I've talked to people who own a food truck. I mean, it's like, whoa, that's like a big distinction, right? So your company invests the time and the money to send you here. So, you know, a lot of people say, wow, South by is a little expensive. Do you think the ROI is worth it? I think for us, this is a great place to see what's going on in culture today and what's going on in technology today. So my job is not only to be here, but to make sure I bring that back for a lot of other people in our organization. And for that reason, I do think the ROI is pretty high. But I have to say, personally, it's things like meeting Sir Mix-a-Lot that people get attention for. You know, you share that on Instagram and they don't understand all the in-depth kind of discussions you're having the rest of the time. They don't crystallize as easy on Instagram, you know? So the podcast is called Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What's the coolest thing you've seen at South By? 
Oh, wow. The coolest thing. So I, really, can I do instead of what I've seen is what I've heard? And that was talking about how food delivery and stuff like grocery shopping could really change. And that people like me don't like to go to a grocery store and like have just huge aisles of stuff. But we love to go for a grocery store for those fresh items and things like that. It just hit me as like, that is so true. Like, I hate the big, huge grocery store. But I love one that's doing things where they can help me understand how to make things better, how to cook a different kind of dish that I've never done, or how to make something a really nutritious, taste really awesome. So those are the kinds of things that kind of really struck me as wow. And that's actually great advice because a lot of people think, oh, South by Southwest is just tech or it's just marketing. But the reality is, is there's the food track, there's the medical and health track, there's government and policy, there's all kinds of different things going on here. So a lot of worlds are colliding. So do you go back inspired? I do. I do. And I really make sure I go to sessions that aren't in my field. So I went to some of the food stuff, but I also went to things like coders and and things like that just to see, like, you know, challenge me to think a little differently. And that makes you go back and go, did you know? I mean, like there was a My Pie Day like the guy where you could find out where your date was in the pie sequence. So you have to go like a million decimal points in to find where my birthday shows up. But they got a website for that. And here's how we wrote the code. And it was really kind of cool because it's a real, it's an easy thing to do, but I would have never thought it was easy. According to coders, it was easy anyway. Well, Janice, I am glad our paths crossed here at South by Southwest. Thanks for being on the show. Always good to see you, Tom. Hi, uh, my name is Takuma Iwasa. I'm the CEO of the Celebo, uh, Celebo Inc. So we, Celebo is based on the Tokyo, Japan. Uh, we are a startup company on, from the 2008. So the, we, our company is focused on the IoT devices. So today in the South by Southwest, we bring the two the different type of the new IoT devices. So this one is uh, Snowboard Binding. The name is Exxon Snow One. The snowboard bind, this one is uh, our world first, the connected snowboard binding. The built-in, the Bluetooth and the mini weight balance sensor and the snowboard flex sensor inside to this binding. So you can see and analyze your weight balance and the lighting position into your smartphone application. So they are doing some really cool stuff. I mean, realistically, we're watching the demo here at the trade show at South by Southwest, and it's showing people how they can watch their balance on their snowboards. So why do you come to show your stuff at South by Southwest all the way from Japan? Yeah, and uh, in this space, it's a huge booth. It's uh, sponsored by the DMM.may. The DMM.may is a startup sharing office and a sharing factory only focused on to the hardware startup company in Tokyo, Japan. And uh, they, we have eight or 10 different type of the company. And uh, we like to hear the local peoples, the United States peoples, the voice, the, uh, the opinion for our latest product. So we, they're coming in to the Texas. Have you been to South by Southwest before? Yeah, uh, last year we exhibit, and uh, that is, the feeling really good. So that in this year, so we also come in here, and uh, we ex- extended this, the four or six uh, times of larger space than last year. So what is the coolest thing that you've seen besides your own technology? What's the coolest part of South by Southwest for you? Um, um, I feel the South by Southwest, the 
the how to say exhibitor has a really interactive the things. We exhibit many different type of the the international exhibition, but here it's really the how to say enjoyable and interactive things. That is the cool point of the Southwest Southwest. So how can people find out information about your company? What's your website? Our website is cerebo.com. C e r e v o dot com. Great. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. One of the best parts of being at South by Southwest is sometimes the impromptu hallway conversations that you have brings you in touch with people you may not have met before and who have lots of really inter- interesting things to share. So I'm standing here with two delightful people who I just met. Camille Colvin, executive recruiter at Comcast. Hi, I'm Kristen Dudley. I am talent marketing and communications for Comcast NBC Universal. So why do you guys come to South by Southwest? Why are you here? Primarily, we're here to engage with top talent. You know, this is where the top technology talent in the country, in the world, comes together to uh, develop themselves and uh, and to network with one another. So we're here to uh, to have some conversations and engage with interesting people. So have you met anybody who's interesting? Have you seen something cool here at South by Southwest? I would say many things, but it is really fun when you do run into people while waiting in line and just ran into a first-time film producer and director who is working on a film 10 years in the making, nearly went broke multiple times, and it's now been released in Latin America in like 1,300 theaters. It's an amazing story, that, and is someone I never would have met had I not been standing in line. So you bring up an interesting point. The serendipity of talking to people in line really is that 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 key to a successful conference like South by Southwest. But really, since you're both in the talent world, you must also know that that serendipity of meeting people, that comes up everywhere in people's careers. And yet sometimes people are a little bit shy about talking to strangers. What advice do you have for people when they're at a conference or they're somewhere where they can you know, be around other people? I have to say that that I struggle with this myself, and um, you know I, I think you have to find common ground, you know, um, uh, or you know search for something to ask them about. So today I rode an elevator with a woman who had a had a um, a camera, and I just simply asked her, so you know who are you who are you working for? Who are you photographing for? And um, she ended up being a, a journalist from Korea and uh, and had some interesting stories. So um, finding common ground. I think is, is a great way to break the ice. So if people are thinking about coming to South by Southwest next year, maybe they've never been, what advice would you have for them? Stay curious. Stay very, very curious. And take the passion to learn and discover everywhere with you. Because the as you said, the biggest part and the most exciting piece has been these interesting conversations with inspired and passionate people. You know, I'll also add um, to stay flexible and open. Uh, the conference itself is really overwhelming, the schedule. There's so many great talks going on and sessions, um, and you definitely can't get to everything. Make it a goal to get to, you know, two things that you really want to see per day. And then be flexible enough to be able to, you know, go to a lunchtime barbecue party or, you know, um, you know find uh, someone in the hallway that you engage in a meaningful conversation with for, you know, 30 minutes or what have you. You, uh, you have to stay flexible and, uh, and open-minded. 
So you also went to a panel and were inspired and wrote a blog post that's got a lot of traffic on Twitter. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I attended a panel yesterday. Um, The theme was South by She Rules. And um, the panel was full of female leaders, um, you know, speaking to the challenges that women have in the workplace. And, you know, certainly salary disparity between men and women. And um, so um, a couple of themes, you know, came up that I could certainly relate to. And one of those themes was uh, being a woman walking into a space um, and the assumption being made that you're just someone's girlfriend or you're just someone's wife and you, you know, don't have anything necessarily to to add to the conversation. People don't ask you, so what do you do? Um, and it's a, it's a very simple theme. And I think it's a behavior that a lot of women have just grown used to um, and men just simply don't notice or know about it. Um, but it's true that a lot of men um, and women don't ask us, what, what do you do? And so, um, so I wrote a blog post about it, um, hashtag ask me what I do. And, uh, and today we started a Twitter campaign, starting with a, a lot of women from Comcast NBC Universal, and it's, it's spread, um, you know, outside of, of uh, the company and women are tweeting uh, an image of themselves with the hashtag and sharing their, their title, where they work. Um, and passing it on. So uh, it's been a great way, um, I think, for all of us to celebrate who we are and what we do do and, um, you know, make it known that, um, you know, that we have a voice. Well, as the father of two daughters, I think that's fantastic. So I think everybody should find on Twitter, hashtag, ask me what I do and add to the conversation. Well, thank you both very much for stopping in the hall and talking with me. And thanks for being on the show. Thank you. I'm Matt Harmon from the College of Ag and Life Sciences at the University of Arizona in Tucson, Arizona. And I'm a a web developer slash webmaster for the college. So, Matt, you're here at South by Southwest. Why would a university send their web guy to South by? Well, so uh, I'm at a public university, and that's sort of government, that's state work. Uh, We often don't have an opportunity to see the very cutting edge of what's going on, especially in uh, marketing and uh, public relations. And that's one of the areas that I support. So it's important for us, as, uh, especially as a public institution, to stay relevant to what the rest of the world is doing. So you've been here for five days and you've gone to a lot of panels. In fact, we keep running into each other at the same panels, which I always find very interesting when you're at an event like South by Southwest, how the same people who you meet once continually come into your into your view. What are some of the cool things you've seen here? Um, so... One of the cool things I saw here was a product uh, by a startup within Sony called Mesh. And the reason that's interesting to me is that it really opens up uh, new opportunities for education, particularly for consumers, to learn and become a little more familiar with technology and how they go together. Uh, the specific problem that Mesh was trying to solve was that it's very difficult to do hard, uh, hardware prototyping. And they figured out a way to make that really easy with a visual language that allows people to, to program those devices, uh, which normally would take years of study to even get, it, get an entree into. So from an educational standpoint, that's very interesting to me to see how that works. So a lot of people think when they look at the price tag to come to South by Southwest, I mean, the badge costs money, the hotel, the airfare, the four or five days out of the office. Do you think your, the ROI was worth it? I do. Uh, well, obviously, I'm going to say that I do. Um, 
I bring back a lot of really interesting things that we don't have an opportunity to see normally within our educational community, uh, especially with respect to what's going on in terms of, of the rest of the industry. Uh, obviously, that's a, that's a big trade-off, especially at a public university where budgets are tight. Um, but I think it pays off, and I think that my team really benefits from what, I, from what I'm able to bring back. And I'm hoping to persuade them to bring more of us uh, next year. So if someone on your team came next year, or if someone's listening to the podcast right now, and, and maybe they're not from the typical field that would be here at South By, and they're thinking, yeah, I'm going to do that next year, what advice would you have for someone coming for the first time? Um, so it's a very serendipitous conference, and just to be open to the things that, that can happen and, and the coincidences that you, may, that you may find, like running into the same person uh, every morning uh, on your days, and not to be so upset if a session is closed, if you show up and there are no seats, uh, because there's always something very interesting and relevant to what you're trying to do, even if it's on the peripheral, even if it doesn't seem immediately relevant, uh, it's high quality and it will be relevant to what you're trying to do. Matt? Thank you very much for being here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Great. Thank you so much, Tom. Hi, this is Dean Cruz. I'm the VP of Marketing and Sales for Union Metrics, a startup here in Austin, Texas, in San Francisco, doing social media analytics software. So, Dean, you've been at South by Southwest many, many times. Is that right? Many, many times over the years. Yes. Too many to count. <laughs> so, my question is, is South by Southwest still relevant to tech companies? I think it absolutely is. I mean, one of the things we see is entrepreneurs having a chance to come here and be able to talk to people that in real life that they've been able that they just don't see over the years. So for me and for my company, it's just a great way to reconnect with people that we've known for a long, long time, get together, talk about what's new, what's changed, and uh, just the state of the industry these days. So it's really important for entrepreneurs to be curious. So what have you seen this year at South by Southwest that's unique or cool? Oh, besides all the animals, it seems like it's an animal one this time with Grumpy Cat and we, you know, there's uh, uh, Swiss mountain dogs running around with uh, battery packs and things like that. I don't know. But so besides that, I think it's just continued innovation. You know, we continue to see people who are trying to do new things and are coming here to try to talk to other people and learn what works and what doesn't. And for us, that's just, uh, I think that's just fascinating for, the, for South by Southwest and for Austin in general. So it's a really big conference. What do you do to make it small, to make it manageable? I uh, just spend a lot of time beforehand planning, right? So we spend a lot of time on the front end understanding who's coming, what they're going to be doing, you know, what, what events they're going to, those types of things, so we can really get connected with them. It's very difficult to try and meet with somebody in real life here, but to the extent you can plan enough of time ahead and meet with those people, so it, just, it just makes uh, the whole conference much more effective for everybody. So we're standing up here in the evening at a rooftop party. Are the social events the most important part of South by Southwest or not? I, you know, it's a big part of it. I think they really are, frankly. You know, the sessions, uh, uh, you know, have been going on time. It seems like this year the sessions, at least the, the headliners in the sessions, are a little less um, sort of important or, or known than in years past, which I think is really interesting. So it seems a little bit scaled back to me. Um, so I, I do think that the networking events and whether you come to a party like this or you just sort of hang out in the new Marriott Hotel or the Driscoll, um, you know, just to sort of hold court and meet with new people as they come in, it seems to me that's where most of the business gets done. So if someone has never been to South by Southwest, and I have a lot of entrepreneurs who listen to this show who are new entrepreneurs, both in tech and beyond, if maybe they're thinking, hey, in 2016, Austin's got to be on my calendar in March, what advice do you have for them? I think you ought to make a plan to, to be here. If nothing else, just to meet people. One thing I would say you'd never want to do, though, is try and actually do a big launch or something like that at South by Southwest. It's a... Uh, 
Uh, it's gotten very, very big. It's very difficult to get noticed, but you can just meet so many interesting people here from all different, whether it's a film person that has an interesting play on social media or a you know music person that's trying to do something interesting with software or tech. Just the, the convergence and, and integration of all those different disciplines, I think, is just something that makes this a very, very special event. So my last question for you is, what advice do you have for startup companies? You've been in marketing for several companies over the course of a very successful career. If somebody you know, is trying to grow a company, what advice do you have on how to market? Oh, wow. It's, you know, you know, everything you've ever done for 20 years in the next 30 seconds. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I think just listen to your customers. Under, you know, it's, it's kind of oversaid, but making sure you're really solving an interesting problem uh, you know, for somebody who really has that problem and is willing to pay for it. You know, and I think... Uh, you know, over my career, one of the things I've learned is if you sort of have a mentality about trying to do that with humility, trying to do that with a good sense of humor, trying to be, obviously be creative, but also sort of pursue the art of building something as a craft. I think that's what, when I see people really sort of belong to that and really want to be part of that, um, that's when I see success happen. And so that's what I always try to advise people to do. Dean, thanks for being on the show. Hey, I'm Chris Perry with Aquila Commercial. We're a full services commercial real estate company in Austin, Texas. So, Chris, why would a real estate company have an exhibit booth at South by Southwest? Well, Tom, that's a good question. We actually had gotten feedback from several of our clients explaining that their first foray into Austin, exposure to Austin, was via South by Southwest, and they recommended we get, a, we get more involved, so that's why we're here. So if there's some startup from somewhere else in the country who's thinking, man, Austin is the place to be, why the heck am I in another city? They could walk by here, meet Aquila, and actually have a commercial realtor set up before they're ever ready to open their office. Absolutely. Or even if they're just interested in getting information about Austin, uh, we're a resource. So if someone's listening to this podcast and cool entrepreneurs listen to this podcast, how would they find out about your company? We are at AquilaCommercial.com or 512-684-3800. So, you know, I call this uh, Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What is your company doing that's unique or cool? Well, we, when we started Aquila, we had all come from larger commercial real estate companies. And uh, in order to try to differentiate ourselves from our competitors, many of which are large companies, we spent a lot of resources on data, market, what we call market analytics, uh, trying to project market um, conditions in the future, and that's one of our main differentiators. So, Chris, what's the best thing you've seen, besides your own booth, what's the best thing you've seen at South By? I'm usually out of town with my kids for spring break, so this is my first South By in like eight years, so I, this is my first time down here. I haven't been around yet, sorry. <laughs> that's all right. Hey, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Tom. Hi, my name is Ayushi Agarwal. I'm actually a senior still at UT in the Macomb School of Business. Um, I'm actually going to work for Deloitte once I graduate, but I'm also starting my own startup called Shannon Global. It's a medical tourism firm in which we send patients abroad for care just because the cost savings are magnificent and the quality of care is just as good, if not superior. So that's amazing. So you're still in school and you've already started a company. Yeah, it's crazy to think. People look at me wide-eyed like, are you serious? But it's true. I was... I actually had a knee surgery myself, and I paid astronomically high for it, so I don't want anyone to go through what I had to. So you're here at South by Southwest. Why is it important for a young entrepreneur to come to an event like this? It's crazy just because there's so many different people from all different backgrounds. Like, I think I've talked to probably 15, 20 people, but no one has the same story. Everyone has different experiences, different goals in life, and even though they're not related in any way, I learned so much from speaking to just everyone. So we're here at a rooftop party on the top of, you know, a restaurant, kind of overlooking the whole city. 
you know, have you been meeting really cool people who inspire you? Every single person. I'm not going to say there's a single person who hasn't. I've met people from who literally sell casinos, the two people who can bail me out of jail and literally told me they'd bail me out of jail, to others who have six different firms. So everyone is so much fun. It's kind of cool being the youngest here. So what advice would you have for somebody, maybe a college student who's listening to this podcast, who thinks, I want to start my own business? Follow your dreams. Like I've had five different businesses in my head and one of my best professors, he used to say, there's two types of entrepreneurs, those who come up with the idea and those who actually act upon the idea. So start talking to friends, figure out your family network. Those who are closest to you will be your biggest asset. So it has been a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for being on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Eve Richter. I'm with Drop Zone Strategies. We're thrilled to be a sponsor here at the Fogo Lounge. My eighth year here. My, I think my seventh year as a sponsor. Super fun. Super happy. This is our official launch right here at South By. We've been going for a number of months, but this is it. This is our coming out party. We're super psyched to be here. So you've been coming to South by Southwest for a long time. Why is it still relevant after all these years? I really think it's the people. I, I honest to God, I don't know what the panels are this year. I don't know who's coming. I think Al Gore was here. I saw a pig down on the street. There's, it's still the people who come. So for me, I just saw somebody who's a good contact, a good friend of mine. And she's like, I saw you more in the last two days than I have in the whole last year. We still live here. But this brings us all down here. Even the ones of us who are like, this is bullshit. I'm not coming back this year. No, we all come down here. We all convene. Even if we're not even officially part of South By, we come together and then you not just meet those people you meet the random people who just come here for South by you just never knew who you're gonna walk into it could be somebody famous it could be somebody important it doesn't matter it's gonna be somebody that you're gonna learn something from so if you're just open and you've got to just chill that's my thing this is my year of chill and I know I'm not the only one because if you open yourself to the opportunities you plan but be flexible and then you just never know what your opportunity is gonna be I started yesterday morning on Willie Nelson's bus being whisked off to I don't know where to have torchies tacos and coffee with People that I knew and people that I didn't know, we told stories on the bus about chupacabras and whatnot. People, I'd, they're from another state. I'll never see them again, but we made the best contacts, and you just have to be open to those possibilities. So to me, it's still relevant because it's still us. It's us, the geeks, my people, and we convene here for Geek Fest, and it's the best. You give really interesting examples. You talk about Willie Nelson's bus and chupacabras, and you also said something about you saw Al Gore and a pig on the street. Yes. So one of the things I think is great about South By is the curiosity that everyone brings. Why do entrepreneurs need to be curious? If you're not curious, then you are stagnant. You need to be open for your next opportunity. You need to be curious about what people think of what you're doing right now, what the next thing you're going to launch is. If you don't keep your eyes open and are curious about everything around you, you're going to miss it. You're going to be still doing the thing you've been doing for 10 years, and you're not going to be relevant anymore. Talking about relevance. You need to be curious about what, what do people think about what you're doing now, what you might do someday, about you yourself. Always be asking those questions. Always be talking to everybody. And you are never the most important, most interesting, smartest person in the room. There will be somebody else you're going to learn something from. So be curious. Be open to those opportunities. Be humble. And share with everybody. This is about giving right now. This all here. We all here, yes, to, to build contacts and make money ultimately. But we're here right this minute to give and be generous. You be generous. Someone will learn from you. You be on the lookout for anybody on the street somebody who looks like a homeless person down there walking a pig or whatever could have the, the next idea that's going to make you your next company i'm not going to say a millionaire because you know we're all too good for that <laughs> but we're going to it could be the next idea so it, without curiosity you're just completely irrelevant stagnant and my god how would life be worth living so eve we call the show cool things entrepreneurs do 
What's the coolest thing you've seen somebody doing either at South by Southwest or in the last month? Can I use my own example? Absolutely. What are you doing that's cool? Just this morning, we were mobbed on talking about being the most interesting person in the room. My boyfriend and I were mobbed by somebody who was like, oh my God, you guys go to Sky Candy. I saw your act. I saw your show. You guys did the best trapeze burlesque act that we had done like a month ago that somebody saw she's like oh my god and her friend was like yes oh my god she told me about that that was amazing and she's like oh my god I'm such a fan it's like oh my god we have we have fans but I will say maybe the other coolest thing Willie Nelson's bus holy shit that was fun and then can I I don't know if I can say that and then uh, today with the pig on the street as uh, with blind guy my boyfriend here uh, we ended up in front of the blind pig pub with blind and pig and that just had to happen like that was just a thing the serendipity of south by southwest is amazing could you take just a second and please tell me what a trapeze burlesque show actually is you you tried to fly by this and there's no way i'm letting the listeners of this podcast go about their day without knowing what the heck you're talking about so we're trapeze artists and we also do burlesque we study burlesque at sky candy so we did a duo act where we both uh, utilized trapeze we did a he said she said where we did uh someday my prince will come which was the she said and i went and discovered my prince found him on a trapeze where he did some amazing acts and then once i found him and got him off the trapeze uh he, uh, it turned into the he said, which was the masochism tango, uh, which was uh, funny. It was a comedy piece, and it was honestly a burlesque piece because uh, he got down more than I did. He was on the trapeze in a gold G-string, I swear to God. It was glorious, hilarious, and amazing, and did all those trapeze tricks in that, which is I won't do some tricks without a long sleeve shirt. So it was, uh, you can see it on my YouTube channel at lady, <laughs> youtube.com uh, slash Lady Eves with an S, but um, we're happy to share it. It's, it's part of actually, we're always looking for ways to publicize. He's going blind, so we're doing that whole go blind go, send the blind guy around the world while he can still see. So I'm always looking for ways that we can, uh, at goblindgo.com, just racing blindness to see the world, right? So we can go out and see things. Uh, uh, <laughs> so we can go ahead and uh, uh, see things while we still can. So uh, we're always looking for super interesting things that we can film and share with everybody. So that was just one of those kind of things that we do. So, you know, I'm keeping you too long on this interview, but Go Blind Go is a great cause that you're working on. And your boyfriend is losing his sight. And you are trying to see as many fascinating things around the globe as you can. Tell us really quick a little more about Go Blind Go and how people can get involved with that. Because I think when people find a great cause, they want to get behind it. So with Go Blind Go, uh, we're going to be starting an Indiegogo, uh, hopefully in the next couple of months. We're working on uh, some videos. We have some videos up already. We've been hang gliding, zip lining. We take them on adventures, things that most sighted people wouldn't do. We would just want to show you that you're not limited. And we think people are really inspired by seeing somebody with what they perceive as limitations. He's technically going to be deaf blind. So we're like, if the blind guy can do it, I'm not going to be beat. We went on to the Fit Foodie 5K and we filmed a little promo. We're like, hey, don't be beat by the blind guy, right? So at Go Blind Go, we are, uh, we'll be launching that. Uh, what my current fundraising uh, idea is I want to take some publicity photos of him with um, little baby critters for Easter in his uh, chest fur. He's not thrilled with this particular idea, but hey, if you're with me on this one and you think that's a great idea and you're a lady and you want to see uh, a, a really hot dude with uh, little baby bunnies in his chest fur, let me know because I'm going to be trying to uh, make that particular fundraising idea happen. Other than that, we'll be <laughs> thinking of other uh, perks that we can provide for our supporters. So we're pretty excited about that. I think we're, we're launching him as like a cross between Anthony Bourdain and Idiot Abroad. So we hope to get picked up at some point by one of the channels. That would be super fun. Uh, but in the meantime, we just go out and have a really, really good time, film adventures, and live life while we can. Eve Richter, you are a bundle of energy, and clearly you're doing a whole bunch of things. And thank you so much for being a guest on our show. Thanks, Tom.
Hey, this is Jason Stoddard with Polygraph Media and Turnkey. And uh, here at South by Southwest with uh, Tom and uh, just checking out the Entrepreneur's Lounge. And uh, I don't know, it's, uh, it's a little different year this year. So Jason, you've been coming to South by Southwest for a long time. Why is it different this time? Uh, you know, the, the, the difference is uh, that I think people's expectation is slightly lower based on some of the air coverage that, uh, that, that, that was out there as we entered the show, entered the conference. Uh, so it, it, it feels a lot more casual and a lot more laid back. Uh, typically, uh, it's really frenetic, kind of intense. Uh, and I notice that uh, there's a lot more people standing on Sunday uh, when typically uh, around this time on Sunday, you know, we're talking here on Sunday, um, not as many people standing. Yeah, usually there's a lot of drinking on Saturday night, and I'm sure there still was. Yeah, uh, uh, there, there was There was definitely, uh, we, we tied a couple on on Saturday night, but I, I think that just the overall intensity is lower, and I think that the, the conversations are a little bit more casual. The conversations are not as transactional this year, at least uh, that's the way that I've approached it. Um, and so really the benefit for me is just being face-to-face with people and, and having a, uh, a real conversation about really what's ever on their mind. Put a, uh, a face with a name if I haven't met him before, and if I have met him before, like maybe just get to know him at a deeper level than works by hanging out. Uh, so do you think that that more casual attitude, because I've seen that as well, do you think that's a good thing? I kind of like it. I think it's sort of a throwback to the way South By was before it sort of went crazy the last five years. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think that it's a benefit. You know, I will say that there's still kind of some top-down uh, formality in terms of the sponsorship, and so kind of late in the game, I, I've noticed some sponsors, they try to, like, drag you into their booth and, you know, hit their quota in terms of the number of pitches that they're giving you for recruiting or uh, the number of chachis that they give out, but I, I would definitely say that the casual approach and the casual attitude is, is definitely a benefit. So why is it important for entrepreneurs to be curious and come to things like that? Just find the gaps. Uh, you know, everybody's a unique world premiere experience, and, and whereas, you know, that, that one data point uh, is not, uh, you know, enough to, uh, to necessarily launch an idea uh, that has scale to, to be a, a company. Uh, but, you know, seeing unique perspectives, uh, seeing gaps uh, in human experience, um, you know, is a lot more beneficial and valuable than, uh, you know, looking at a spreadsheet. So, when you see people uh, move around and, and kind of take a, a, a real three-dimensional, uh, 360-degree picture of what's happening uh, and hearing the stories and kind of following the stories and seeing where the gaps are, uh, you know, you can uh, then go back to your day-to-day life to, uh, to possibly exploit those gaps. So we call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What's the coolest thing you've seen so far at South by Southwest? The coolest thing that I've seen at South by Southwest, that's, um, that's, that's really tough. So um, I, I tend to think about that kind of stuff from the edges. So um, I saw a guy at a barbecue dinner uh, who basically at the start of that dinner had nothing and at the end of that dinner uh, basically had a, a full-blown prototype for a barbecue specific 
fork knife. And it, I mean, it sounds absolutely ridiculous, right? I mean, like, we can talk about pixels and we can talk about display and we can talk about all these crazy, you know, big ideas, you know, and, 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 and sponsor dollars and experiences and things like that. But, um, you know, the, just the really nitty gritty salt of the earth kind of just germinates spontaneously and serendipitously from like a need at a party and then kind of making a, a drunken joke out of it. Uh, you know, people were actually using the little thing that this guy had cobbled together at the party and people were having a better, you know, an enhanced experience from it. So, um, you know, stuff like that. And then I'm, I'm, I'm seeing how, you know, some of these hustlers and kind of bootstraps entrepreneurs are, are filling the gaps at shows. So, you know, they don't have a badge, but, uh, you know, maybe they're doing ride share or they're doing room share and how they're getting penetration into these experiences with some of their products is absolutely fascinating. So if someone was going to come to South by Southwest next year, what advice would you have to someone who's never been at this show before? Don't pay for it. Uh, definitely don't pay for it. Uh, and make it all about uh, gaining access on your wits and uh, you know straddling kind of sales and operations in terms of what you want to accomplish. Uh, but, but definitely don't pay for it uh, and use your wits in order to garner access and you'll learn a tremendous amount not only about rejection uh, but also about uh, you know being independently minded in order to garner success. Jason, thank you very much for being on the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. And that concludes this episode from South by Southwest. If you have never been to Austin, Texas in March to attend the South by Southwest Interactive Festival, I highly recommend you put 2016 on your calendar because the event keeps getting bigger and more interesting. Now, some people say, well, South by Southwest was better when it was small. Maybe. But like anything, South by Southwest isn't a conference. It's an experience. And experiences aren't just a paint-by-the-number routine. It can't be the same every year. It has to grow and change and morph. So whenever you come, I think you'll have a great experience. I really enjoyed walking around, talking to all of the people who you heard on this episode, as well as so many others who I met this year. Like any event, if you want to make the, make the most of it, the way to do that is to talk to the people around you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back in a couple of days with another episode. And in the meantime, go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast was produced in part by Podfly.net. Podfly, passion for great sounding podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.